You're listening to Confidently She, a lifestyle and mindset podcast for women of faith, hosted by copywriter and body confidence coach, Rebecca Biggie. Get ready to question the beliefs that are making you question your self-worth and become Confidently She. You're listening to Confidently She. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and this is my podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time listening, I think that you are super awesome, and thank you for taking the time to check this out. So this topic is how to learn to love yourself when you don't know how, okay? This is like bare minimum first steps going back to the basics, because I think that so often we get caught up in this idea of like self-love and and learning to love yourself. But then when it comes to the practicality of it, it's like, well, but what does that look like? I think that we tell ourselves just to think positively or try to stop criticizing who you are or your body or whatever. And If you want to actually see tangible differences, you need to start doing practical things every single day to make a change. Like when it comes to our mindset or how we think about ourselves, I think we have this unrealistic expectation that, well, eventually if I change all the things I don't like about myself, then I will start to like myself. Like, that, that kind of makes sense, right? But what I do and what this podcast is about and what I coach women on is instead of fixing all your, quote, problems, why don't you figure out why you think it's a problem to begin with? Because here's the thing, coming from someone who's done all of that, like I've, I've gone through and like fixed all the things that I thought was, was wrong with me. I still didn't feel like I was good enough. I still felt like I had more. You just find more problems because guess what? We are not perfect. You will never be perfect because the definition of perfect is different for everyone. It's always changing. And also like humans were not meant to be perfect. Only God is perfect. So you, (laughs) if you're waiting to love yourself until you fix all your flaws Like, good luck. That's never going to happen. But here's the good news. You can start loving yourself without fixing your flaws. And it's actually a lot easier. And it's, it's almost like cheating because it's like, well, you actually don't even have to change anything about yourself in order to love yourself. And I know that that probably sounds crazy right now because you're like, yeah, right, Rebecca, who are you? I don't even know who you are yet. And you're telling me these things that sound crazy, but it's not crazy. Okay. So starting out, if you have no idea how to love yourself because you've been in this place of of criticism and shame and guilt and worrying what other people think of you, which by the way, I mean, I've been there, okay? So this is not me coming from a place of superiority or a place, not a place of perfection, that's for sure. This is me coming from a place of I have experienced the grace that God gives to imperfect people and I want to share that with you and and help you believe it. So 
first, you need to understand no one is perfect. And that is the most cliche thing in the world. And I think that what women usually hear when we hear that is, I'm not perfect yet. No one is perfect right now, but if I try hard enough, I can be. If I if I fix these three things, I I won't be perfect, but man, I'll be I'll be a lot better and it'll be easier to love myself. That's a lie. That's a lie. That is you're being distracted from the truth, which is this is a little complicated, but you're never going to be enough. Okay? That's a truth where it's like, you're never going to be perfect. We live in a fallen world, like because of the fall, sin is in the world and like, you're never going to beat it. Who do you think you are? Do you think you're Jesus? Because he's the only one who is able to like be enough, right? So you can just kind of cross that one off your list because it's never going to happen. And that's okay. It's a good thing. That kind of takes the pressure off because it's like, dude, you're not even... Like, you weren't created to be perfect, so don't worry about that. But also, realize that you're not alone in this suffering. Like, everyone feels like they're not good enough because they aren't. Like, and and you can either see that as a fault or you can see that as freedom. And for a long time, I saw that as a fault. But when I started realizing the grace... And the truth of the fact that, like, we don't have to do it perfectly in order to be loved and accepted and and blessed by God, that's, that's like the best news ever, right? So instead of getting down on yourself because, like, oh, I'm not living up to these expectations that I'm setting for myself or that society has for me, like, yeah, great, no one is. And if you want a tangible example of that, okay celebrities who are beautiful and rich and successful and influential and whatever, like they still struggle. Even the people who have all the things that you're telling yourself you need, they still develop drug problems. They still develop depression. You know, they commit suicide. And it, it's, it's, it's sad because we are told in this world by our culture that X, Y, and Z are going to make you happy. And when they don't, We feel like we've failed. We feel like there's nothing worth living for. So no one's perfect. Getting the thing you think you need in order to be happy is not going to fulfill what you really need. And you're not the only one who feels like this. Like we're all in this together. We're all struggling. And that's why we need the love of God. That's that we're we're wired for a need that only he can fill. And we're trying to fill it with these other counterfeit things. They don't satisfy. Like we're all in the same boat. So like, don't feel like you have this special kind of suffering that no one else can relate to. You're the only person in the world. Like you're not special. Okay. Like everyone has felt that way. Everyone. In, in the Bible, it says no no temptation you're facing is not common to man. I don't remember where, but I read that. <laughs> I read that. You can Google it. No temptation that you're facing is one that is not common to man. So like you're not alone. Okay. So that's one thing to kind of like level set. Like everyone struggles with this. Everyone. Even the person you think is perfect. Hey, even I do. As someone who helps people with this, I struggle with it. 
And then start working on it where it's easy for you. I think for me, at least, I am a big believer in getting the big boulders out of the way before working on like the little pebbles. So it's like the big hard things. Like if I work on that, then it's going to see the biggest impact. And while that is true, you need to build up your momentum a little bit first. You need to build your your confidence muscles before you start working on the big things. Because if you start with the big things, you're going to get discouraged and be like, man, I really suck at this. I'm just not even going to try anymore. So that is kind of everyone else's approach to, to self-love and learning how to accept your body. They're like, like, love your flaws. Like, oh my gosh, like, no, do not try to love the things you hate. Like that, that's like some next level body confidence stuff. Like, don't start there. Start with what's easy. Start with, with finding some things about yourself that you really like, that, that you can actually honestly say to yourself, yeah, I, I think this is something that I'm good at. I think this is something that, that is, is lovable about me. And if you're struggling to even find that, ask someone who you know cares about you. What's something that you really love about me? And choose to believe their answer, okay? Like part of this is just actually practicing believing the good things about you. Why do you think you're so terrible? Like, again, you're not special. You're not the only one who has messed up. You're not the only one who has thought terrible things about you. So don't think that you are the only one who, like, is undeserving of feeling good about yourself. Like, if if you guys knew all the things that I've done, all the things that I've said, all the things that, it, like, like, guys, we're all sinners. Like, in big ways and in small ways. We all, like, you're not special. I'm not special. You're forgiven. I'm forgiven. So start where it's easy. Believe the good things that people say about you and and build that snowball, okay? Like, start small and then let it grow. And as you practice, then you can tackle the big things. But there's no shame in starting where it's easy. I would rather you start where it's easy and build momentum and actually see change than try to tackle these huge, big issues all on your own and then fail and feel like you can't do this. Like, that'd be like going to the gym and trying to do the dumbbell curls with like 80 pound weights and being like, oh, I'm just really weak and I can't do this. It's like, well, I mean, you can't do it today, but that doesn't mean that you could never do it. Like you got to start where you're at. You have to have realistic expectations for yourself. The next part about learning to love yourself is really taking the attention off of you. If you are so focused on all of your flaws, all of your shortcomings, all of the ways you don't measure up, you, 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 of course, you're going to struggle with with liking yourself. So instead of forcing, and again, this is just like, (laughs) this is the easier way to do it, you guys. Like, 
Instead of forcing yourself, like, I'm going to try to think positively about myself instead of negatively that I've been doing for 20 years. Like, okay, instead of trying to change fundamentally the way you think about yourself, what if you focused your attention on other people and asked yourself, how can I help them? How can I bless them? What things can I do for other people to help them feel encouraged and inspired and supported. Because guess what that's going to do? You start doing things for people. They start saying, hey, thank you. Like, that was amazing. And then you, and then guess what? You're like, oh, yeah, that was a cool thing that I did. That 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 is something that I couldn't say, yes, I'm, I helped that person. And that's something that gives me, me value. Like, I can, I can feel good about that. I can love myself because of the things that I'm doing for other people. Okay, so when you take the attention off yourself, stop focusing on all the things you don't like, all the ways you don't measure up, and instead of doing the hard, really challenging thing, put a couple more steps in between and say, all right, what can I do for other people? Do that. And then kind of take ownership of the fact that it's like, yeah, I, that was a good thing that I did. So I can feel good about that. And it's not like you get your intrinsic value by how much you're doing for other people, but this is how it starts. These are practical things to really start that momentum, okay? You don't get your worth from the way you look. You don't get your worth from the things you do for other people. You do, you cannot earn your worth because guess what? Your worth is static. It, yes, your worth is static. It is not dynamic. Your worth does not go up and down with your weight. Your worth does not go up and down with how many good things you do in a day. It doesn't. You are made by God. You are loved by God no matter what. Okay? Next way that you can practice this and learn to love yourself Get objective a little bit, okay? What are the facts about you? What are things that you have done, things that make you who you are, that you can feel good about, that you can be impressed by, that you can say, yes, this is something that has happened, something that I've done, and that's kind of awesome. And I'm not saying subjective things like, I have nice hair, or I'm pretty, or I'm whatever. Like, I'm a nice person. Like, okay, that, yes, but that can be subjective sometimes, you know, like, because then if you're, if you're getting your identity and your value from being a nice person and someone doesn't like you, that's going to rock your world. That's going to, to make you question everything. If this one person doesn't like you and you are identifying yourself as like, oh, I'm a nice person. If, if someone doesn't like you, that's going to shake your foundation. And that's not what confident people do. Confident people don't put their identity and worth in something that is subjective and can change. So I call this, what I do is I I create what I call a baller list. And it's all the things that I've done that make me feel like a baller, okay? So some of the things on that list include um, running a marathon. Okay, that's an objective thing that I did. No one can say, you didn't run a marathon. Like, no, well, I mean, I did. So can't take that away from me. Um, Another thing, I paid off my student loans. Okay. Um, 
I traveled by myself internationally a few times. That was a scary thing that I did that I think is really cool. I called off an engagement. It was very hard to do that. Um, but, but I did it. Like those are tangible, objective things that were hard that I did that when I think about that, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm doing okay. Like I did these things. And if you want to take it one step further and be like, look at all the ways that God showed up for me and helped me do these things. That's, I mean, that's really the goal because it's like, you know, all good things come from God, right? So anything good that has happened in my life is because of him. And so being able to point to God and say, like, that's where this is coming from. He's choosing to work through me. And how cool is that? You know, making it less about you and more about him. Like, that's how you form this love and appreciation for for who you are, because you start to see how God is working in you. And, and you're like, thank you. Like, that's amazing. Like, God loves me, so so I should love me, right? So once you have this list, just go through that and and reflect on all the ways that God has blessed you and reflect on all the ways that you have done hard things. Everyone has done something that's hard. It doesn't have to be this groundbreaking thing. Like some of mine are pretty big, like the marathon and calling off an engagement. But like, I'm sure you've done really cool things. Everyone has. So make sure it's like an objective thing. And okay, so now that you've looked at this list of like all the things that God has done for you and worked in you, you need to ponder a little bit and reflect on why God made you. Because God doesn't make extra people. He doesn't like make some people with certain good qualities and then other people are just kind of duds that he decided he wanted to like clock out early that day and not really put his full effort into making you. So he was just like, yeah, this one's good enough. Like, let's just send it out. Like, that's that's not what God does. Um, and if you're sitting there thinking like, yeah, well, I don't have this, this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, you actually might. You just need to practice refining that a little bit within yourself. Like personal development is a real thing. Some people, it's not like someone was born with confidence and someone was born without it, or someone was born with the ability to have good public speaking skills and someone was born without it. It's the same way that like we weren't born speaking English. You weren't born doing math. You weren't born driving a car. You learned how to do all those things. You practiced. And this stuff is no different. You have to learn it. You have to practice it. It's not just going to be like a flip of a switch. Like, here you go. You've got your confidence now. You've got your self-love now. Now that you've read about it, here you go. It's just, it's just doing it. No, like you don't learn how to drive a car by sitting in driver's ed you go out and you drive the car eventually and and you make mistakes and but you and eventually it just becomes like it feels like i've always known how to do this it's like riding a bike right confidence can be the same way self love can be the same way but you need to do the practical things and you need to realize that it's okay if you don't have that right now you can learn it 
Like, there are things about you that are different from other people, of course, but that's a good thing. Like, God is creative. He he made each and every one of us with different strengths. And so instead of focusing on the things that you're not good at, you can focus on your strengths and figure out, okay, what is God trying to do with me through this attribute that that I have? And when it comes to your weaknesses, you can also ask that same question. What is God trying to teach me through this weakness of mine? Like, I really struggle with X, Y, Z. God, what are you trying to show me here? What are you trying to teach me? Like, help help me learn how to use this for, for your purpose. Because he will. You have your strengths and your weaknesses for a reason. And instead of just throwing your hands in the air and saying, wow, look at all my weaknesses. I, I just, I'm not as good as other people. Like, no, that's not what God says. God, we are all equally made in his image. It's about what are you going to do with it? Are you going to let him work in you? Okay, so learning to love who you are starts by knowing who you are and understanding who it is who made you. In another episode, I mentioned like the inventor of something is going to be the best person to ask what the purpose of it is. If someone stumbles across a gadget or a tool that they have never seen before, the chances of them being able to use it with its fullest potential, its fullest efficiency, are pretty pretty low, especially if it's a complex tool. They might not even know what it's for, so they just let it sit there and they never use it. But if the inventor of that comes along and says, okay, this is how it's supposed to work. This is how you're supposed to use it. Look at how much better your life is going to be when you use this for its true intention and its true intended purpose. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I never knew that this could be my life. That's what it's like when you bring yourself to God and say, what are you trying to do with this thing? Like, I've got this, like, where's my instruction manual, please? Like, that's the Bible. Read it. He will show you what your purpose is when you're asking him and when you're working with him every day. So remember that we are all flawed and that's okay. You don't have to pretend like you don't have flaws. I think that's a big message that we hear is like, love your flaws and, and like, I guess kind of, but, but it's not love your flaws or like pretend your flaws are actually good things. Like, no, everyone has flaws. No one is perfect, but that's okay. That's not a reason to hate yourself. You don't have to be perfect in order to be loved. You don't have to be perfect in order to make an impact, in order to have purpose on this earth. But a lot of messages are telling you otherwise. So that's why it's important to learn how to do this. And so this summer, starting in June of 2019, I am launching 
a summer semester of Confidently She, the program, where you will learn all the ways that you can apply confidence to your life and start where you're at and build that foundation, those practices of how to stop seeing yourself as only a body and get your identity in who God says you are. Stop competing with every other person in the world. Stop competing with yourself. Stop competing with other women to be like the the most successful, the best looking, the best singer, the best whatever. Like, When you take your energy back from trying to compete with everybody and trying to be something that's impossible, you can funnel that energy into fulfilling your purpose for God's purpose for your life, which is to have a relationship with him and to share your relationship with him with other people. So go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash program if you are interested. If that is interesting to you, if you're like, yeah, I do want to learn why this is such a struggle for me. Because I, a few years ago, was just like, this doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be this hard. Why is it so hard for me to feel okay with who I am? Because I was pretty awesome. You know, I'm like, I've done things. I'm, people think that I'm attractive. People say that I'm successful. Why is it so hard for me to believe that? Well, it was because the enemy had planted these beliefs in my mind that I had to be perfect in order to be loved. I had to live up to everyone's expectations of how I was supposed to be before they would accept me. But what does God say of me? He says you are accepted and worthy and loved exactly who you are today. Exactly how I am right now. I don't have to earn it. I can't earn it. But Jesus earned the grace and the forgiveness and the love for me. So I don't have to anymore. I can put those worries and that stress aside and just focus on what I'm supposed to be doing for God instead of believing these lies from Satan telling me that I need to like check all these boxes before I'm good enough to put that message out there. And it's just like, no. Okay. So if that is interesting to you, if that is speaking to you, go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash program, read about it, check it out, pray about it. Like don't just sign up willy nilly. Like this is a big commitment that you can make telling yourself I am dedicated to figuring this out. This is a priority for me. This is something that I'm not going to ignore anymore. I'm not going to wait for another January 1st to finally figure out my crap and stop believing these lies that, that are living in my mind and in my heart. Anything that is telling you that you are not loved, that you are, anything that's telling you that it's against what it says in the Bible about you, like, that's legit coming from the devil, okay? Like, it is. It's distracting you. And it's working. It works. Like, that's the thing that kind of pisses me off the most, that it's just like, ah, oh, man, like, he sucks. Like, the, de- the the enemy is powerful, and and he is sneaky, and and that guy sucks, and, like, I don't like him, and... It works. That's the thing that's so frustrating is that these lies, they are very convincing. They are very convincing. They are very easy to believe. And they, they're they common. 
They're common to believe. And if you are not careful, if you are not diligent, if you are not working against them, they will just sit in your subconscious and they will influence your decisions. They will keep you small. They will keep you insecure. They will keep you quiet. They will keep you from being bold in who God wants you to be. God uses bold, strong, confident people and the enemy does not want God to use you. So what are you going to choose? Like, I'm fired up right now, if you can't tell. But like, this is real. and, and, And this is such a big way to take back the energy that God is giving you every single day and pour it into people who need it rather than than being distracted by these lies that are, are telling you that you need to change all these things about yourself before you can start making an impact. So if, if the program is something that you think will help with that, go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash program, read about it, send me any questions you have, literally any questions, message me on Instagram, send me an email, hello at RebeccaBiggie.com. Just like message me, ask me, I will respond. I am this is, this is what I'm all about. So like, don't think that I'm too busy to answer your question. Like, I want to answer it. I want to help you make the best decision for you. We are starting in June. It goes June, July, August, and September. It's a four-month program. There's one training every month. So it's a very easy program to like can be consistent with. It's not going to overwhelm you with all of these different like trainings and modules and worksheets and workbooks and like it's not a big to-do list. It's this is your this is your mission. Let's execute on it for a month. Okay, new mission, execute, new mission, execute. And that's how you actually get results. Like like I said before, you don't learn how to drive by by go, sitting in driver's ed and never getting behind the wheel of a car. That's not how you learn to be a good driver. That's not how you learned math. You didn't you, you practiced, right? You had the problems you needed to solve. This is, this is more fun than math. Like it's, a, it is actually fun when you get these breakthroughs and you realize, oh my gosh, like that's why I was believing that. Like, why did I believe something that someone in seventh grade commented on? And now I've hung on to this for like 25 years. Like it's kind of, it's kind of amazing when you realize where it's coming from and then you just let it go. The changes can happen very fast. So I will see you back here next Thursday for another episode of Confidently She. And again, if this was your first episode listening, like, welcome. You are amazing. Leave a review or rating on iTunes. That would be really awesome. And share this with someone you think needs an encouraging message. Like, I, this, this is for all women who need the truth about where their worth comes from because I, I lived it. Where, where I felt small and I felt like other people determined my worth. And if I could convince other people to see that I was valuable, then I could have value. And the way my life is now, like I would not wish my past struggles on anyone. There's no reason you need to live that way anymore. There's no reason. It should be easy. Once you work through all of that, it gets so much better. It doesn't stop. You still have to fight that fight because once you start getting stronger, the enemy is like, oh, crap, now I got to work on this one. Now I have to come at her with all I've got. And he will. But guess what? 
who cares? God is stronger and you've got God. So that guy can come at me all he wants. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. <laughs> okay. I will see you next week for another episode of Confidently She. And I am so excited about this summer semester of the program. It is going to be epic. Check it out. I will see you next week. Bye.